Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's time for the Ant Hill Show. What is up, Jay Hill? How are you doing? As you can see over there, 49ers fall to the Chicago Bears. And it it, it wasn't a fun game to watch for the most part. There were great moments. Uh, But Jason, I think we have a lot to talk about. It was was sad. It It was a tragic performance in the nasty weather of Chicago. Tragic performance. I'm not sure I was ready for that rhetoric. Tragic. Uh, you yeah. to the Bears. It's, Are you sure tragic. you don't write for the Bay Area media? It's <laughs> tragic, dreadful, awful, horrible. All key words for the week. And then they're, they're great words. Yeah, but we're going to talk about this. So the 49ers, of course, lose a game that they were expected to win. I think they believed they were going to win. I think most media pundits believe they were going to win. I think almost all the fans, including some of the Bears fans, believe the 49ers were going to win. They walked in with a better roster. They walked in with uh, more talent pretty much across the board. The Bears came in with a pretty good defense and a nice young quarterback in Justin Fields. And this is a game of two halves. Uh, The 49ers really dominated the first half, but were unable to put key points on the board. And then I felt after the Catman, Dante Pettis, uh, stays open on one one side of the field and scores that touchdown, that the momentum fully goes to the Chicago Bears, and they end up taking hold and winning the game. By by stay open, do you mean that he just gave up? (laughs) on the play and just happened to get lucky well i think it would have been it, it, it was strategic on his part to stand there i think he he thought that that he's about to get sacked and was just like oh crap he, oh hey he's free hi guys i'm open he, now i mean he he may have right i mean that's one of those things he may you, have done you, i mean i play, played a wide receiver and i was always taught that you, you you work back towards your quarterback when he's scrambling not just stop and stand Oh, no, you definitely do. I mean, yeah, that's the coaching point. You work back towards the quarterback because you don't expect the quarterback to be able to make that throw. Especially 
the rain too. Yeah, not to mention a defender would normally have plenty of time to go get that. You know, it was basically a punt that was thrown <laughs> over there. Um, but you know, of course, the Dre Greenlaw is going to catch the heat for that because he went across the field with a offensive player. That's but, not bad. I no. mean, he he followed what was the easier pass for for Fields to make. Like I don't necessarily I I fault him for a lot of other stuff, but but not that play. Yeah, I don't I don't blame Dre Greenlaw for that either. I don't think it's green on Greenlaw. I think it's one of those situations where you're expecting the full flow to go across. That's the coaching point. Everyone does that. Would you like them to locate a player like that? Yeah. But then again, you're if you're over there covering him and then Justin Fields comes back against the field of grain and gets down the field, uh, you're probably gonna catch some heat for that as well. So it wasn't my favorite game to watch. It felt weird the entire the time. The whole game was weird. I thought that the weather probably played a little bit into that feeling of why it felt so weird because you could tell that you know some of the 49ers players were moving a little bit different, slower. Uh, the other thing I thought that was really big was just the officials' calls. They were calling it tight. They're calling it a certain way. Uh, some of the calls were absolutely legit. A couple of them were, I mean, just bad. Uh, but I think that's what you got to expect in the NFL, especially, especially week one. And week one, they're trying to set the tempo for what to expect, and yeah. then they'll gradually lighten up as, as it goes. But like, you always have the rule by the book, and you have the spirit of the rule. And lots of times, the spirit of the rule is what the referees kind of go by, which is kind of how it should be. But yesterday, they, they really went by the rule of the book. Twenty nine point three says this. We're calling it just like this, and it's like. Okay, like I mean, it was just it was it was it was a weird game all around. I didn't like the just the whole feel of the game from the opening kickoff. It just it just felt like one of those. It's like, is there a full moon out gonna, gonna be out tonight? Just, everything just felt kind of a, a half step slow and a half step just off from the play call. I mean, everything just felt a little off. Oh, well, we're gonna get into play calling, so so don't don't get into that one yet. Oh, segue in, uh, in the business. Yeah, but Jason, what did you think was the biggest reason for the 49ers' loss against the Chicago Bears? I I really think it, it came down to the penalties. Like, because, like Nick said, when you got a team that's only getting 20 yards and a half and you give them a, a, a free 15 on multiple occasions, it gets their their spirits up and you kind of hang your head a little bit. And, and and multiple of those penalties were on third down after we had had a stop. Yeah, I mean it was key penalties. It was key penalties on it was offense. Bad. It, lo it, was it looked like the damn Cowboys out there. It was bad. Yeah. Um, it 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 was. You know, and and that's the thing that those those things are are tough. You know, you can handle maybe one or two during a football yes, game, but it seemed like it was four or five. It was consistently. It was something that you know happened early. We had uh, penalties. We had turnovers. I thought were big. Debo's fumbled didn't help. I think Debo's fumble ends up being a very huge thing as far as momentum because that's the very first drive of the game. And the four yards were absolutely moving good down that the field. Drive, yeah, yeah, they're rolling, and then all of a sudden, boom! Ball comes out. The Bears get it, and even though the Bears don't do anything because the 49ers defense absolutely stymied them. It still cost us at least three, though. Yeah, it did, and it really cost them, I believe, seven because they were moving at, I mean, at a nice pace, and they yep. had Kyle had them kind of going, you know, every which way trying to figure out, you know, how to handle it because he went fly sweep to start the game with Brandon Ayuk, and then later came back to fly sweep with Debo Samuel. They didn't even run the ball to Elijah Mitchell early in this game, no. and we're picking up seven, eight yards of carry. I thought it was a very smart game plan overall, and the way they were handling it made sense. But I think penalties, turnovers end up being the reason why. Of course, Trey has the costly 
know, turnover as well. The interception in your own in your own side of the field that turns into seven points. Yeah, but at that point in the game, though, the momentum had already severely switched, and it was wait, 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 wait. What do you mean that point in the game? It's literally they're up three. They're up right. three points at the time. But you could you could feel the San Francisco was so Trey Lance pressing. Trey, I'm not putting that this on Trey at all. You're not going to put that play on Trey no. Lance. The loss, no. I'm not putting the loss on him, but I'm telling you right now, if Debo Samuel's turnover in the first quarter was pivotal to this game, Trey Lance's turnover in the fourth quarter when you're down three is absolutely pivotal okay. because it turned into seven points. But you can actually argue that least... Debo's, Debo's cost them seven and Trey's cost them seven. There's equal, but fourth quarter, that's, that's tough, man. Uh, I don't know. I want you to do this. If that was Jimmy Garoppolo that threw that interception, would you have the same response you have right now? If Jimmy had been in his third start of his career, no. Okay, so you're equating to that. Because when it comes down to this guy's an NFL quarterback, he's right. got to be graded on what he did on the field. I'm not going to grade him any different than I would of Jimmy Garoppolo. Last year, if Jimmy Garoppolo threw that interception, I'm going to make the same claim. Eddie Jackson comes down from a safety position, reads Trey Lance's eyes, and makes the interception. It's a great play by Eddie Jackson. It was. But it is a pivotal turnover for Trey Lance. You can't throw that ball. You have to locate that defender. Do I expect him to make mistakes? Yes. But I'm going to hold him to those mistakes the same way I would any other NFL quarterback. I mean, from that angle, it's it's a fair point. But the defense could have still stopped him to to at least a, a field goal. And you're, then... you're, you're right. They could have. Uh, so, but it's a... at that point, it's still a one-score you're, game you're too. right it's a short field though you know you know what you're not expecting your defense to have to do consistently go out there and stop them on short fields and they when you have to except for that really that that one time most of the time the, the average field position set san francisco had a much you're, bigger you're literally making my point for me that's why it's more pivotal you gave them the field position they hadn't had the entire game and oh, allowed okay. them to capitalize <laughs> on it uh, the other times they couldn't go the length of the field the 49ers did a really good job besides the play to you know to the Catman Dante Pettis, uh, they didn't really have a drive in which they marched down the field and scored, and that was the only time they got a short field to be able to score a touchdown. So it's one of those big play fluke kind of plays that happen, and then that because of the turnover. And do I expect Trey to do this? Yes. Am I mad at Trey for that? No. It's just those are things you can't do at that point in the game. Thirteen to ten, you have to make sure you secure the ball because with six minutes left in the game, a punt. It's still a better situation. Go ahead, flip the field, allow your team to play defense, and give it another try. You just can't have those situations. And he stared down his receiver, and unfortunately, the 49ers paid for it. Yeah. Now, after that, you're right about penalties, though, because then Javon Kinlaw gets the penalty for defensive holding and ends up resulting in a first down. That helps the Bears score as well. So let's talk about Trey Lance, even though we were pretty much just talking about Trey Lance. But overall, what did oh, you think more. of Trey Lance's performance in his you know first start of his second year, of course he started two games last year, but now his starts this year. It's kind of what we I would expect in a opening road game against a very hostile and probably hammered Chicago Bear fan base. Um, but he he made a couple of throws that were perfect, like the the ball to Juwan in the third quarter was absolutely. Un- couldn't have been put in his pocket any better. There was a throw, I think it was to Ayuk in the first half on a, a deep cross where he put it 
just over the linebacker, you know, so, and his ability to run the ball, you know, they converted eight of 17 third downs, and all eight of those, he was directly responsible for either with the run or him passing, so we saw plenty of good things. There was times where he was, he held on the ball a little too long in the pocket. There was some times where he, he looked like he didn't quite know what the defense was going to do, so it's, you know, I, I, I think on a dry field, it's a whole different game because our, our speed, and, and if we had Kittle, that would have helped also, too, but I mean, if we're talking about give him a grade, I'd give him a C plus, B minus. I mean, it, it wasn't bad, but there's definitely stuff to prove on. Yeah, I mean, I kind of expected a similar performance. I think weather conditions definitely played a part into it. Sure, messed up. Uh, I or last week. Yeah, I mean, you, you just you know that's the thing when it comes down to it. Sometimes weather impacts players. Debo Samuel talked in the press conference about the fact the ball was heavy. It was hard to throw for Trey. It was hard to catch. Um, but I think you just got to expect some of the ups and downs uh, with a young rookie quarterback. I thought, like you said, there were great moments. I thought the throw to Brandon Ayuk was absolutely fantastic. Was uh, he had made a great throw to Ross Swelly, too, where he climbed the pocket and thrown it up or thrown it in there. I thought he did some really, really good things. Um, and then you had some of those you want back, right? He missed Tyler Croft on what would have been a touchdown. You know, he had the interception, which I'm sure he you know, wished he could have back. And then he had, you know, the, when it got to the end of the fourth quarter, I don't hold anything no. against him on that because the weather by then was just absolutely it's ridiculous. Hideous. Yeah. So none of those <laughs> no really mattered to me. There. But um, I thought that overall Trey did a pretty good job. I thought Kyle Shanahan wanted to make sure Trey threw under 20 times. And as soon as it went over 20, that was me meant the 49ers weren't in position to win the yep. game. And I think that's kind of where it was. I think I would like to see Trey and really I'm going to save my grade for Trey until we see him in a different situation with a different field. Yeah. Because I do think that played into it a lot. Elements play a big part into how some quarterbacks throw the ball, how their footing is. You know, he may may not have been able to get as extended with his footwork as you want. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that play into it. So overall, I thought Trey did good enough for the 49ers to win. And I think that's all you can ask of a young quarterback as he develops throughout the year. As long as he was making the right reads, you talked about him holding on to the football a little long. I think there was a combination of that happening. And then sometimes it was just the fact his receivers weren't open. Could that have been they couldn't get their footing, maybe? Uh, or could that have been they just couldn't get open? I mean, that's what we got to find out. I when hope we get it was the, the, the footing issue, not them being able to go open. You know what, too, is interesting. If you look at the three games with Jimmy in horrible rain weather, his stats and his QBR, Ray actually is a, his game yesterday was a little bit better in terms of those, those numbers than. Jimmy did too. So it, and and also, he played in a dome in college. They play in Santa Clara. It's I mean it's not exactly San Francisco weather. So he's not really a, been been around this type of torrential rain yet. Too. No, I mean they actually talked about the fact he played in more snow than rain. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm I don't know how much it played into it, but I think the only way we're gonna know is when we get him into a dry situation. So let's see what happens. Let's see how Kyle approaches it the next week. And Kyle has been a topic of conversation, Jason, because a lot of people came right after him right away for his play calling and game plan. The same thing that happened last year when the 49ers got their two and four start. It was Kyle Shanahan's game, you know, game plans and play calling that put the Niners in that situation. How did you feel about Kyle Shanahan's you know, play calling? Was there an issue with it or are you good with it? It was just lack of execution. I, with, I mean, it's 
hate to keep saying this, but with the weather the way it was, I don't really know what Kyle would have done if it was 75 and sunny versus 55 and pouring down rain. I'm sure that had some effect on on the plays he called and the way the, the plays were, were, were executed. So it, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where I can't really sit there and say, oh my God, his play calling was terrible. Fire him now. I will say this though, if we're talking about about Kyle specifically, for a fifth or sixth year coach to have a team commit twelve penalties, that scares me more than his, his alleged play calling issues. So, like that, that shows uh, almost I don't want to say a lack of, di of discipline, but I, I expected them to be to be more professional than than that. Well, let me push the pause button on that because uh, the re when you come down to it, different referee crews. Yeah. Uh, referee things differently, right? So there was famously the Legion of Boom would never get penalized by like almost every single crew, and then all of a sudden there'd be one crew that would come through and absolutely bash them for everything. Blast them, yeah. So sometimes it's the certain calls. Number one, there was no offensive holding for either side; like they just weren't calling that. And, so that and there were some bad ones too. They, that benefits the Bears, right? Um, but then you look at the the situations. It's like these referees were focused on certain things. Some of the forty yards penalties were definitely penalties. Uh, yeah. Some of those were discipline issues for sure. Uh, but didn't like Dre Greenlaw hitting fields out of bounds. Like I didn't think that was a penalty. Um, those ones are, are tough to call. So I think when you got situations like that, that's not lack of discipline. I mean, he had his hands up. He's trying to fly over him. There's nothing you if can do. If that wasn't a, a quarterback, I don't think that gets called. Oh, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, exactly. So that's I, the I think thing it's too, but I but think 12 penalties a lot though. I'm taking the same approach I'm having with Trey Lance. If it persists next week, yeah. it's a discipline issue. Uh, but if it doesn't, then it was a circumstance of the of the game, the situation where uh, it didn't work out the what best way you want. But you can't overall say that there's a lack of discipline because they had one bad performance. Are you gonna? That's the thing. Be, no, I mean, don't be a prisoner of the it, moment. I, I'm not. I'm just saying in in that in the particular instance of that game yesterday, they showed a lack of, of discipline. Now I will say this though. I think you're showing lack of discipline as an analysis right now. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having I'm fun with you. I'm so mad but... because I'm. I'm I, I mean, obviously, I, I hate. I never want to see San Francisco lose, but especially when I put some, some, some capital into it too. It makes it even worse. Yeah, I mean that's a personal issue. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to evaluate that and then hey, reassess. Hey, I've only made eleven bets so far this year. In college and pro, I'm eight. I'm eight for eleven. So I mean, no one of those ones you lost. But anyways, Ohio State, Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to the play calling, I thought the play calling was fine overall. I thought he did a nice mixture. There was one drive, the touchdown drive, that Debo ends up finishing it off. He trucked that dude. That diversity of that run game during that drive was fantastic. Uh, I thought he did a good job at the first drive of the football game. He did a really good job, and everyone knew going into this game, it wouldn't have mattered if it was sunny in seventy-five or rainy the way it was. You were going to run the football. You were going to make sure you establish the line of scrimmage and take the pressure off your interior offensive line and off your quarterback. The problem was, when it came down to it, the players didn't execute enough to get a big lead. They should have been winning 17-0 easily at half. The way the defense played and then the way the offense was moving the football, that did not happen. That, One of the reasons why a Trey takes a big sack that forces them out of field goal range. Yep. Those are some of the things that happened in this game. It's okay. Like these are these are mistakes he's going to learn from. I like the way he approached his press conference, talking about the things he missed, the things he's going to improve on. No, that was yeah. that was awesome. Handle yourself with leadership. What about this though? Because yeah. you said 
the opening drive, and I think back to last year with Jimmy G and Kyle, those first two drives, they usually would come down and look awesome. And it's the place that we, that the first 15, yada, yada, West Coast offense, we, we all know we're doing it for 30 years. We script the first 15, and it always works out well. But then, how many games last year, too, did after we got off that script, there'd be a quarter and a half, you know, two quarters where the offense just did not work out well at all, too. Now, that's something that, that might be during its head again, or? It, it depends, because this is the thing. We went through the film last year a lot over on Patreon, and it wasn't the play calls. The play calls were right. It was the execution, execution? of okay. said plays. When we got into this week, first drive, they had the opportunity to score. They have the pen, they have the turnover from Debo Samuel. Second drive, they get down there again. Trey Lance takes the sack. They miss out on a field goal and a chance to you know to score again. Then they go into the second half. This isn't their first fifteen, and they march right down the field and end up getting a field goal on the drive. So I don't think it's so much that as it is the overall finishing of the plays and finishing of the drives, which they got to do. If you want to blame Kyle Shanahan, this is what I was saying last year for his not getting the team uh, ready to execute, not having his coaching staff ready to get the guys, or having the guys execute, that is on, then you can blame Kyle because he's the head coach. He knows that. Yeah. But as far as play calling and game plan, I think he put together a good game plan and play, and had some very good play calls. I just think overall at times it didn't get executed. But you have to, as a play caller, reevaluate sometimes if you're putting your players in situations that they can actually win at. Yep. I thought he did. I thought losing Elijah Mitchell was pivotal in the game. I don't think didn't it was help. like the biggest thing in the world. Sure, so but I didn't thought six point eight yards per carry <laughs> was, was pretty say, nice compared to some was, of the other guys. He was gashing. Now, do you think the the third quarter, right, when, right where they had to get the, the field goal? Do you think the 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 first and goal series was called too conservatively? I think on second down, I thought they were they could have went play action. That's what I, I was thought, thinking too. I like, thought they easily could have play action here. Yeah. yeah, I think that the way the offense was going, the way that they were moving down the field, he thought they were just going to run them over, which that's how it was appearing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Normally you get Debo in those situations and you give him the football and he just, you know, he makes something happen. Yeah. And I think Kyle got comfortable with that run game and that's okay. You, you know I mean, it doesn't always work out. You can't, you know, you're not going to be 100% on every drive. Right. Do you th think maybe too he's thinking our defense is just killing these guys? If, even if we just get a few goal here, that's that. That'd be good too. I think he I think it was important to walk away with points. I think he wanted to score a touchdown. Yeah. I just think what he thought was on that second down play, he thought they were going to get up there to like the one yard line, you know, the, the two or one, and it was four down territory, and they were going to go for the touchdown because he wanted to score before the rain, but they didn't get that positive gain. Yep. And when that happened, it kind of put the whole the oh. whole drive into flux. And then when it gets to, you know, if you don't get up there on third down, then on fourth down you have to kick the field goal. So I think yeah. it just changed by that. One of the things that could be the reason why, Jason, uh, is the 49ers offensive line. What did you think of the 49ers offensive line overall? How did you think they played in week one? Because we have a lot of uh, young players starting for the 49ers. Uh, I would say against an above-average D-line. I, I, I think that's that's fair to say that, that the Bears have a pretty good front seven. Yeah. That the, the O-line held up pretty well. Like, uh, and uh, the... <laughs> The same holes that that were there for Elijah to get six point eight a carry were also there for Jeff to get you know three point two a carry. So I don't necessarily fault them. I think 
could be Jeff Wilson, maybe. I don't know. He looked a little hesitant still. He 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 didn't run as confidently as he did in the preseason too, though. He didn't look hesitant. He, he didn't look hesitant. Jeff Wilson Jr. did not look hesitant. You know what Jeff Wilson Jr. looked? Like he's not Elijah Mitchell. He's not explosive enough. He's not as explosive okay, as Elijah he's Mitchell. Still pretty slow then, because no, guess what? There's no running back besides Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel's a wide back on this football team that's explosive enough to get through some of these holes into the second level like Elijah Mitchell does. Elijah Mitchell sees a hole and goes through it faster than everybody else on the football team, and he does it faster than a lot of the running backs in this league, and that's why he's a running back one. Jeff Wilson Jr. is not built to be running back one. He's a guy to come in and spare you here and there. So so that's not on the O-line then because they did their job. I'm not saying it's on the O-line. What I'm telling you is you can't expect Jeff Wilson Jr. to get the same carries and make the same plays as Elijah Mitchell. It's At least just not going to happen. A yard, though. It, it was 9 for 22. Was it nice? No, no, it wasn't. You know what else happened during the time in which he was running the football for some of it? Torrential downpours. You know what I mean? Like, you have yeah. to also look at some of the situations that you're putting these guys into. Debo Samuel had, you know, he he was rushing for 6.5 yards of carry. Elijah Mitchell for 6.8. What do those two guys have in common? Explosive <laughs> ability when they get through the hole to make something happen. Jeff Wilson Jr. has a a little bit of a burst, but it's not like the other two guys. It's just not. So then should they have maybe looked at, at Mason then? Does Jordan Mason have more explosiveness than Jeff Wilson? I don't know. No, he doesn't. He, he's a different style of back. And the fact that he didn't play is because Kyle didn't feel he could add to this football team more than what Jeff Wilson Jr. did. 9 for 22, that's, that, that's a little scary then. Well, get stuck on the stats if you want. I'm telling you, if you guys get stuck on the stats, it's going to be a frustrating year when evaluating players. Everyone gets stuck on these stats now, and it's like, what did they provide your team, though? What about the extra things that Jeff Wilson Jr. did, like as far as blocking and that sort of thing? I, he does all that stuff well, but... What, but we need him to actually produce if Elijah's hurt. And, you do need him to produce. And the, uh, I'm not saying you don't. The fact that he that he was almost immediately pulled out for the game means it's probably going to be a, a couple week injury. Too, Especially so. because Jennifer Lee Chan says she seen him in an e brace and he wasn't straightening his leg. Now he wasn't really? on crutches. Yeah. Uh, oh, so God. that's that's not a good sign. We'll see what ends up happening with Jeff or with uh, Elijah Mitchell overall. Fortnite might have to address the running back room in some category. Maybe that means TDP will be active for the next game. I would expect them to bring someone in, at least on the practice squad, moving forward, and we'll see what they do. But I thought overall, Jason, the offensive line uh, did a pretty good job for their first week. The same way I'm, yeah. I'm kind of letting with Trey Lance, like, hey, let, let's, let's let these guys continue to grow. I felt that there was going to be ups and downs for Aaron Banks and for uh, Spencer Burford. I thought they're just going to need time to gel. Uh, we need chemistry on this offensive line. Mike McGlinchey needs to knock some of the rust off. You know, he needs to get back in, in he order. He actually played – well, I thought he really good in the run game. Yeah. Had, of course, the one sack on pass. That's what you can expect from Mike McGlinchey. He's always good for one game. Yeah, so. I mean, the Fortnite's gave up two sacks. The Chicago Bears gave up two sacks. I think two sacks is kind of what you expect. The the second sack, though, uh, really, that's because of coverage. Uh, Trey had to hold the ball forever. Forever, Trey Williams, ever. You know, finally gives up his guy and he gets sacked. So I thought they did okay. I thought I want to see improvement, but I think five, six games in the the season we might see the rapid improvement from Banks and Burford. Yeah. So I'm kind of taking a wait-and-see approach with them. Some standouts, Jason. Who were some standouts from the game? Talanoga Hufanga. Yeah, Talanoga Hufanga had himself it's one heck of a starts game. Starts and ends with him. He was... he. If San Francisco... Starts and ends? Yeah, he was that good. If okay. San Francisco wins that game, he's in the running for 
Brand FC Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, you like, know, he's that good. I did think there were more than just him that were great standouts. Tarverius Ward had himself one heck too. of a game. Yeah. Emmanuel Mosley had a heck of a game because they didn't even throw at Emmanuel they Mosley. They locked up their wide receivers. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I thought those two guys had a heck nice of a game. I thought Nick Bosa did a fantastic again, which is no surprise. It's Nick, though. Samson Ebucom gets home on a sack. He played well. He got held one time that was really bad, too. It yeah. Egregious holding where he was about to go just crush Justin. And you see this just like, whoa. 40 yards front seven against the run. Fantastic. I thought there was a lot of standouts on the defensive side of the ball. On offense, Brandon Ayuk had himself a really, really good football game. I get the ball to him more, though. Yeah. Well, torrential downpours, uh, Jason. But he, a jet sweep, a reverse. Put, 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 just put, put, put the ball in his hands, though. Right. They did give him a jet sweep to start the game. Yeah. But, but after that. None. Uh, except he was catching the ball down the field. You he he, only, he only had two catches. Jason, not everyone can make catches. There's a lot I of know, players I'm on the I'm saying get the team. ball in his hands, though. Okay, we'll see. Just find a way. Okay, find a way. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for Jason Hill to take over as offensive coordinator for the 49ers. He'll so show Kyle how to do it. I think we'll get the ball a lot more then. Yeah, he will. And the defense <laughs> will know it, and they'll pick it off. Uh, 49ers versus Seahawks, Jason, is coming up this week. Yes. Um, what is it that you're looking forward to about this divisional matchup? 49ers, of course, haven't really been able to handle the Seahawks uh, in recent memory, but it's a different day. And hey, no, Russell, no Russell Wilson. No Russell Wilson. I mean, so what are you looking forward to most about this Niners versus Seahawks week as we turn the page from the Bears to Seahawks? 12th man. Um, I want to see if Mosley and Ward can continue to play that great coverage against two two pretty darn good receivers in in Seattle. I want to see if our 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 O line can can continue to open up holes and and give and 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 can and can trade be a little more decisive. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the 49ers uh play against, you know, the divisional rival, but I want to see how they play at home too. A little bit different last year the 49ers had some struggles at home. So let's see what happens when they're playing at home, how having a home crowd, how that helps Trey Lance, having quiet when he's on offense, how that changes the game as well. I'm interested in that. And you're right, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett um against these 49ers secondary players because I think when we go over film, we're gonna have some plays where you're like, "Hey, where was Sam Womack? What was he doing?" And he I want to pick too. I want to see how those guys handle situations. Uh, what the 49ers do at safety if they stay with Tayshawn Gibson or they go to somebody else. So I think there's gonna be some fun matchups here, and this is one of those ones the 49ers you know need to win because it's a divisional rival. And if you win, you're you know one and zero in the division, one and one on the season. I think uh, after that tough Bears loss, I think everyone would feel more comfortable. Going into Denver at one and one, and they would zero and two. Yep, because Denver has the ability to be a buzzsaw, especially at home. That team has a nasty defense. Yeah, uh, they do. You know, the Denver Broncos have definitely built themselves a nice roster. The orange uh, crush is back. They got a uh, good old Russ. You know, he's going to danger Russ. Is going to be making mm. plays. So yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Niners versus Seahawks coming up this week. That's going to be fun, Jason. I'm going to get your game prediction here. I'm going to oh, save man. mine for uh for the game preview show, but I'm curious what you think about the four yards, if they're going to be able to beat the Seattle Seahawks and what that score is going to be. Yeah, I was way off on my score last game, so I don't really know how I want to give a score. It was bad, um, but it was also because of the rain, too. 
Um, all of it. Because <laughs> None of it because you were just way off. It certainly helped. It certainly helped. Um, hey, I was right about San Francisco's defense. I, damn, I, I almost had Bears. Or exactly right. Well, there you go. Um, uh, let's see. Twenty-seven, thirteen. Twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, I'm I'm taking 49ers are winning. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. You, you, know, you never know when you're gonna throw a swerve there, Jason. Not until, not until next week. Uh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'm not even looking forward to that. I'm already ready to slap. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah. So I mean, I I think that the Niners have a good you know good chance to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Anytime it's a divisional game, it's gonna be interesting. I like your score prediction. I wonder if that's what my score prediction will be at the game preview show. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Who knows. One of the but, two. But Jason, another good episode of the Ant Hill Show. I'm looking forward to next week. We'll get to break down the 49ers for Seahawks game. Hopefully, 49ers beat the Seahawks so we can have a funner conversation. Hopefully, Trey plays well and everything oh, is all right in the yeah. world. We're not talking about Kyle Shanahan's team having lack of discipline, Kyle Shanahan's play calling being terrible. I didn't say get it's the terrible. ball, Ayuk. Get it to him today. I mean, that part is true, but. Oh, wow. You can't some... get it to him today. He's not playing today. Practice. I mean, <laughs> just go play catch with him. I just keep all his hands. I don't care. So you heard it here. The key to everything is just get the ball to Brandon Ike. I mean, it's true. He's <laughs> great. So thank you. I just hope that San Francisco wins because if not, my dad's not going to oh, right. shut up. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we need to do that just to make the rev be quiet. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, you heard it here, everyone. We need the, we need the 49ers to beat the Seahawks. Uh, no, I think it's going to be a fun week. There'll be a lot of conversation all throughout the channel this week about 49ers versus Seahawks. A little bit uh, still to go about 49ers versus Bears. But as we get to the middle of the week, we're going to flip it completely to 49ers versus Seahawks. Turn the page. Hope you guys all enjoy the show. I know we enjoy doing it. Fun conversations. Let us know what you thought about it in the comment section. Take an opportunity. Give it a like. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Join the Cutback Crew today. Really appreciate it. Hope you guys all enjoy the show. Catch you on the next one. See you guys later.